The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the revolution. Ready, one, two, three, Q announcer. The number one outdoor radio show. America's most precious resource. A show in which all others will be judged. What's that you could say again? Booyah! Booyah! Often imitated, but never duplicated. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure. Live across this great nation and around the world. Welcome to the revolution with Jim and Trav. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Hey folks, you're listening to those two knuckleheads, Jim and Trav. We're talking about big whitetails. Don't go away. All right, everyone give it up for Stan Potts. Yeah! Yeah. Holy cow! (laughs) What, a baseball game? (laughs) There is, he is like the perfect example of the most awesome person ever. Yeah. I love Stan Potts. He's half of me. He is. He, Stan Potts is a little guy. Yeah, 175 he really pounds. Uh, he's a great guy, though. He is joining us for a special doubleheader that is two parts people. Uh, Stan Potts, he is the host of Whitetail Explorer and the co-host North America Whitetail TV. But before him, we're going to have who? Hey, we're going to have Eric Poole with Guns and Ammo. Yeah, Guns and Ammo, the magazine plus Guns and Ammo TV. And Cat Daddy's going to be joining us as well as uh, Eric Rice. He is the uh, operations and sales manager for Sticky Holsters. Another awesome. So you and Cat Dad are having a baby. Yeah. That's, that's that <laughs> so new it's rumor. Been said. <laughs> yeah, Buddy's pregnant with Cat Daddy's love child. It's going to have whiskers. It's going to be amazing. All right, so let's get to Eric Poole. Once again, the editor of Guns and Ammo and the co host Guns and Ammo on Sportsman Channel Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Here we go. The revolution with Jim and Travis on the air. We're talking guns and deer this week. All systems are go. Here's Eric Poole, editor of Guns and Ammo and co-host of Guns and Ammo on Sportsman Channel, Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. Here are the boys. All right, real quick, buddy, before you go. Yeah. What are you going to name the love child? Uh, Cat Daddy Jr.? <laughs> I think that's already been taken, though. How about Big Fish? No, that was taken, too. Oh, that's true. How about just Bottom Feeder? Yeah, I don't know. That's, oh, that's already your nickname. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I, <laughs> I got nothing. Can I'm you say nothing. divorce for Christmas? <laughs> uh, yeah, Mr. Eric Poole, he is just now joining us. Now, this is kind of cool, guys, because uh, we receive a lot of listener feedback all the time about people wanting to know where they can get a semi-custom rifle that won't break the bank that's guaranteed like sub him away. Uh, so we prepared a list of excellent new rifles for 2019 that are under 2000 bucks, and uh, we think we landed on some good ones. What do you think, Mr. Eric? Well, I tell you what, rifles are like relationships. Uh, you tend to keep them for a long time if possible. And uh, so, you know, for someone to go out and make a rifle purchase, it's got to really be for a great reason. And, uh, something compelling enough that they're going to want to keep for a long time. And, uh, you know, we've kind of narrowed down. We've got four great new rifles for 2019 on this list. And let's kick things off with a new one from Weatherby. Yes. Uh, they have a Vanguard Badlands edition. Now, this thing is built in Japan by Hawa. Hawa's got a great reputation for building accurate rifles. It's a push feed action. 
uh, with dual lug bolt. It's a one-piece fluted bolt. And, of course, Weatherby guarantees it to be sub-MOA, minute of angle accuracy. Uh, so a lot of people translate that to, like, sub-one inch at 100 yards. Now, what really distinguishes this Badlands edition from other Weatherby Vanguards is the fact that it's got a Cerakote burnt bronze finish on uh, the barreled action and the Badlands approach camo. Uh, so if you think of the Badlands up there, South Dakota, uh, you know, that region, it's kind of got a, uh, a feel of that, those camo colors, but very attractive. And it's uh, got standard chambers uh, in 24-inch uh, cold hammer forge barrel. Of course, we're talking about standard chambers being like 25 out 6 Remington, another quarter bore 257 Weatherby bag. I mean, Weatherby rifles, you got to have them in Weatherby uh, cartridges. Uh, 270 Winchester, 6.5 Creedmoor, uh, 6.5 300 Weatherby mag. That's another uh, fast shooting round. 7mm 08 Remington, 308 Winchester, and 30 out 6 Springfield. So uh, all of those, you know, and the great price is this is not only under two thousand dollars; it's under a thousand dollars. Yeah, eight forty nine is the retail. Yeah. Now stepping up to the the Remington Model Seven. Once again, we're talking about four awesome new rifles uh, for twenty nineteen under two thousand dollars. Stepping up to the Remington Model Seven SS, that stainless steel HS. This is a great little package and something I wasn't really expecting uh, from Remington for twenty nineteen. I, I tell you what, you're right about that HS. Uh, or SS obviously stands for stainless steel, so that gives clues you in on what that barreled action is made of. HS is, stands for HS precision in that stock, and that stock is where all this money's at. It, it's an aluminum bedding block in there, a uh, very great action, and that allows uh, the Model 7 to really see its true accuracy potential. Uh, you've also paired that with a user-adjustable uh, Xmark Pro trigger, uh, the trigger is really what allows the trigger to experience that accuracy potential. If you've got a long uh, trigger that takes a lot of creep to overcome, you're not going to be able to group it very well. Well, this trigger allows you to keep those tight groups. And uh, the best thing about it, even with the HS Precision stock, which is normally known for, like, target shooting stocks and that kind of thing, this only weighs six pounds. So it's a very field-ready rifle, lightweight I mean, black with spruce green spiderweb finish, so it's unique character as well. But it's only offered four calibers, uh, 308 rim base. So you got 308 Winchester, 6.5 Creedmoor, 7 millimeter 08, 243 Winchester. Yeah, now the Remington Model uh, 7 SSHS. Now that comes in right at uh, $1,149. And again, the price point for this in this type of craftsmanship truly is remarkable. It really is. I mean, to get any better... We're looking at a $2,000 rifle for eleven forty nine, so it's a great value. And uh, the Remington name, I remember trying to save up when I was a kid for a Remington 700, but it was always beyond my reach. Now I'm an adult. You know, this is a time in our life when we should indulge ourselves a little bit, step up and get what we want, and this rifle qualifies. Yeah. Now, uh, let's talk about the Bagara. Is that how you pronounce it? Premier Highlander. Yep. Now we're, we're stepping up to uh, somebody. Now it's not. $2,000, so we're looking at uh, the Premier Highlanders, 1850 It's another lightweight gun. Now, Begara is really known, you know, for their, their barrel. Uh, they're a barrel company, long before they're a rifle company, but seems like all companies, eventually, they want a little piece of, a little more, a little larger piece of the pie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the longer they stay in business. Of course, now that now they're doing rifles, and they've done it really well, you've got a 24-inch fluted barrel, a sub-MOA accuracy guarantee, and a rifle that weighs between 7 and a quarter pounds to 7.7 pounds, still well under eight pounds, leaves you plenty of room to put the type of scope you want 
on it. And it's uh, offering a whole host of uh, cartridges and Cerakoted in a sniper gray finish. It's very resistant to the elements. My favorite thing, one of my favorite triggers on the market right now comes from Trigger Tech. Yeah. This gun has it. So this is truly that custom gun that you're talking about. And it's got a fiberglass stock, takes Remington 700 paces. I mean, it's uh, one of the best values for a bolt action out there, especially if you can step up and afford an $1,800 rifle. Yeah, and, and it's offered in a lot of different calibers that you kind of weren't expecting uh, which I think is really fun for people. You know, to get sub MOA guarantee with something like a 7 millimeter 08, uh, you know, I know there will be some guys out there that want to argue with me and all that stuff, but uh, that's incredible. I mean, that's not necessarily a cartridge that's known for target shooting, but yeah. you know, they are really dialing this gun in to even pull sub MOA accuracy out of that round. You know, when I see 6.5 PRC and 300 PRC, which are my favorite new calibers yeah. know, in the last two years, I expect those things to be sub-minute accurate, but uh, the fact that they're able to guarantee things 280 actually improved, 308 Winchester, I mean, that's awesome. It's a good deal. You know, Kimber has always been known for their handguns, uh, and they uh, they have rifles. What do you think about the uh, Kimber Mountain Ascent? <laughs> As you said, they've been making rifles. They've been making rifles for nearly 30 years now. And uh, long before they started picking up the 1911s, they were making 1911s in the, the 90s. But uh, you're right. They just introduced the Kimber Mountain Asset South Alpine. Now, fundamentally, the rifle hasn't changed uh, a lot in 20 years. You know, we, we're talking uh, uh, Mauser inspirations all over this thing. But they've refined the rifle. And so what you're getting now is a very refined, custom-like gun. Now, this one isn't really sub $2,000. I mean, it ekes over at 2082 but you're getting a, a rifle designed for uh, the high country mountains. I mean, if you're going out mountain goat hunting, which is a uh, growingly popular activity right now, or you're, you're out to get a doll sheep in Alaska, I mean, this is definitely a rifle that deserves your attention. I mean, with a, a hunt like that, you want an investment quality uh, tool that is going to stand up to the elements and deliver you know, the kind of precision that you need when it's called on to do so in any condition. That's what I was going to say. Anything from four pounds, 13 ounces up to five pounds, six ounces. That is insane, man. I mean, that's, that's that is sandwich. so light. And, and yeah, exactly. Jimbo's bologna yep. sandwich weighs at least nine pounds <laughs> uh, to shave that much weight, but to maintain the accuracy, the dependability that Kimber is known for. Uh, I mean, that's a great deal. That's right. I mean, they did it with a fluted barrel, spiral fluted, bolt body, skeletonized bolt knob. I mean, all those little details. Who thinks about skeletonizing a bolt knob <laughs> yeah. in order to save a little weight? But all those ounces add up. And like you said, under a five pound, I will say uh, this isn't really intended for high volume shooting. I mean, when you're even a 308 Winchester, uh, you know, which is one of the smaller cartridges on the list of chambers, uh, is going to kick a little bit because you just don't have the weight to help manage and minimize that recoil. But hey, when you're only taking one shot of a lifetime on a doll sheep high in Alaska, you're not going to care too much about what that recoil feels like. As a matter of fact, I never feel it. Jim's also <laughs> stoic, though. Yes. He's just, he's so hard. All right, so we're actually coming up to a break. Mr. Eric, once again, we talked about four awesome new rifles uh, for 2019, under 2000 bucks. Eric Poole, he's the editor of Guns and Ammo and co-host Guns and Ammo on Sportsman Channel, Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, if we don't have a subscription, we've been in the dark. Why not? We've been foolish for far too long. We need to... Uh, 
fix that. Where can we get a subscription to Guns and Ammo, buddy? Well, you need to go and start at gunsandammo.com or visit uh, our parent company's website, uh, osgnewsstand.com, where you can actually directly uh, purchase a magazine. But any of the links through gunsandammo.com should work for you. You bet. Hey, that was old Eric Poole. Coming up next is Stan Potts. He's the executive producer of Whitetail Explorer and the co-host of North American Whitetail TV. That's right. Both seen on Sportsman Channel. This has been brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. And again, make sure you get a subscription to Guns and Ammo and watch them. Guns and Ammo on Sportsman Channel, Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Eric, you're so awesome. God bless you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Look forward to the next time. Mrs. Bunny has a giblet, and she likes to shake her tail feathers. I hear she mates with men. Yes! Then eats them. Ah. By the way, did we tell you that old Trav and Bunny's have another little one? We're going to make sure it's not yours. Oh, no! <laughs> no, no, I ain't ever crossed the state line. <laughs> She's sexy and she knows it. This girl is hot. You sound beautiful. Welcome to Eva Shockey's World. As a wife, mother, hunter, author, and social media superstar, okay, her life is one big balancing act. <laughs> this is our brand new show all about our little family. We love the outdoors. We love taking adventures. Things get a little bit crazy, but we sure have a lot of fun together. Cheers. My Outdoor Family. Series premiere Monday, November 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on Outdoor Channel. Piggy Holsters is an American company that specializes in developing and producing concealment holsters and other everyday carry products. All of our products are made right here in the USA and come with a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Our holsters are designed for inside the waistband or pocket carry. There are no bulky, uncomfortable clips, hooks, or straps. They use our proprietary sticky material to securely hold in place. Carry confidently in comfort. Sticky Holsters, the brand that fits your lifestyle. The Revolution with Jim and Travis on with Guns and Deer. Now, kicking off a two-part interview with Stan Potts, executive producer and host of Whitetail Explorer, Tuesdays, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, and co-host of North American Whitetail TV, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, both seen on Sportsman Channel, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part one. Hey, we're back. If you're just joining us, Eric Poole was on talking about guns and stuff. That's right. We created a pool. Say, Mr. Stan Potts, he's going to kill the new world's record everything. This year, just now joining us, Mr. Stan Potts, he is the legendary deer slayer, and he's the executive producer and host of Whitetail Explorer, Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel, and the co-host, North America Whitetail TV. That is Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, the Sportsman Channel. Mr. Stan, how's it going, buddy? Oh, it's going great. How could it not be i mean it's almost the first of october falls here and it's time to lay them down yeah now the thing is it's early season now uh obviously you've been out scouting and so forth uh what do you find most exciting that the crops are still in the fields or there's a good mast what what i find most exciting right now is trying to figure out this early season stuff because early season is a tough time it's all about the food source and it's all about getting in there and getting those deer on their feet those big bucks before you lose light in the evening and to be honest with you right now i've normally already been to kentucky or somewhere the first week of september and usually have one on the ground already but i haven't been in a tree yet so I'm getting ready to leave for Missouri here before too long, and 
I'm looking forward to it. But early season is all about finding them coming to the food. Now, you know, we talk about this a lot. You know, movement this time of year, it's still very warm. There's a lot of daylight. You know, you mentioned those late evening hours, early morning. But you're known as the guy that'll go out. You spend more time in the woods in your stand than most people do. You were so dedicated. And I think most of your big bucks you have taken between that 9 o'clock hour in the morning and 2 p.m., do you find that not enough people, Mr. Stan, stay in their stands, tree stands, blinds, whatever, long enough they're missing uh, a great opportunity by calling it a day early? Yeah, I do, you know, but that scenario is primarily when the rut, just late pre-rut, all during the rut, and a little bit of post-rut is when you get those deer in the middle of the day on their feet looking for does. Early season, that's not the case. But during the rut, yes. And if a guy cannot go in there and spend enough hours in the tree during November when you're hunting, then I would suggest not getting in the tree till eight or nine o'clock. Oh wow. Because that that mid mid to late morning and early afternoon time period is when those big mature deer that do not have a hot dough, that's when they are cruising the food source and the bedding area and in between looking for a doe. All the does are bedded up during the middle of the day. Most of the time, those bucks are going from place to place, trying to cut a hot track or trying to bump one out of her bed. That's in heat. All right, Mr. Stan the executive producer and host of Whitetail Explorer. That is Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Sportsman Channel. He is also the co-host, North America Whitetail TV, Wednesdays again. That is Sportsman Channel, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, I was watching a really interesting uh, video of you, Mr. Stan, and you were talking about how much time you spend scouting and you like to find natural funnels. Now, tell us what you mean by natural funnels and how important is that to find these areas, these corridors where the deer naturally travel versus you trying to make that yourself? Well, a a classic pinch point or funnel, whatever you want to call them. I love those areas, especially during the rut. That's why I'm going to set up when I'm trying to catch these deer, these big bucks cruising, going from one point to another. A prime example of that would be an hourglass type effect where a timber narrows down or comes to a narrow part of the timber and then goes through a little section and then opens back up into big timber. Big timber on one side, big timber on the other, and you got a little narrow corridor of timber that connects both of them, something like that, or a saddle can be a funnel where if you're setting where you got one big timber on one side then a food source let's say it's a cornfield for instance and then on the other side of the cornfield you got another big block of timber and somewhere along that edge you've got a saddle you've got a low area that goes across the field most of the time these big mature bucks when they're on their feet looking they will take that route where they come out of one timber and go to the other, and they will stay in that low depression. That way they're not visible everywhere. It's just an instinct thing that they develop when they get old and mature. And so that's the place that you want to set up. Yeah. Now, you mentioned that there's a lot of crops still standing in the fields, and uh, we know that they've been eating on corn and soybeans and Lord knows what else all summer. Now, we've got here in Kansas uh, the oak trees that I've seen a pretty good mass coming up. 
would they move from the uh, crop to the mast? Is there more protein yeah, or is will. there more something that, that yeah, entices them there? definitely will. I mean, that, that we've got that in the Midwest here, too, this year. We've got a great mast crop, a lot of acorns. Um, and when those acorns really start falling, which they're falling now, big time, they will move on those acorns. And it makes it very, very tough hunting because if you've got a big hardwood timber that's got white oaks or whatever, white oaks are, are the preferred acorn in the Midwest. They'll eat all the acorns, but the white oaks is the ones that they prefer first. And if you've got a lot of white oaks, they will move on. Yeah. Hey, can you stick around? Because we got a lot more questions to ask you about fall whitetail hunting. Be happy to. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with old Stan Potts, and he's got a lot to say about whitetail hunting. He'll be back right after this. That's right. Make sure you catch Whitetail Explorer Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, that is Sportsman Channel. Also, he is the co-host North America Whitetail TV. That is Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, again on Sportsman Channel. Uh, this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fish Network, and My Outdoor TV. Before we get to a break, Mr. Stan, where can we find you, sir, online? Uh, we've got our own webpage. You can find me there. Uh, there's some stuff on the on North American Whitetail page. Um, and I've got Facebook. That's right. Follow man on social media. Part two with Stan Potts right after this. Don't go anywhere. We believe in the Second Amendment. We believe in double-stuffed Oreos. We are the revolution with Jim and Trav. Humanity is responsible for endangering many species in both the past and the present. Man can destroy everything. And yet you put the right conservationists in line and you give them the tools that they need. And man can also restore anything. If we try and work against nature, we are going to wind up losing. Hopefully, with people like you, they're going to be here forever. Yep, that's the goal. This is hardcore conservation on the front line. Wildlife Heroes. All new series, Mondays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Looking for your next off-road adventure? The all-new Yamaha Wolverine X2 side-by-side is ready when you are. Offering unmatched off-road capability with ultimate comfort. The Yamaha Wolverine X2 is packed with features to help you turn your dreams of adventure into reality. With Yamaha proven off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. Visit YamahaOutdoors.com to learn more about the 2019 Yamaha Wolverine X2 and realize your adventure. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav and Guns and Deer. Now, once again, here's Stan Potts, executive producer and host of Whitetail Explorer, Tuesdays, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, and co-host of North American Whitetail TV, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, both seen on Sportsman Channel. Brought to you by Cinch Jeans, the official clothing brand of The Revolution with Jim and Trav. View their entire line of apparel at cinchjeans.com. Here's part two. Hey, we're back. If you're just joining us, you missed a great interview with Stan Potts. And now this is part two. Going to tell us a whole lot about our whitetail hunting this fall. Now, Mr. Stan, Jimbo uh, earlier in part two had alluded to rattling. Uh, You know, that is a tactic you use closer to the rut during the rut. But let's kind of jump into that because you're, you're like a total boss. You pioneered this. This is a tactic you have used so much. How aggressive do you get 
when you're rattling, sir, and kind of walk us through your tips and techniques for doing so. I get I get very aggressive, and when it's the right time of year, and what I mean by the right time of year is, you know, I start rattling and calling and using a decoy in the last part of October, which would be the late pre-rut, and then all through the rut and even a little bit in the post-rut, like Thanksgiving and a little bit after Thanksgiving. But I'm very aggressive. When I'm in a tree stand, I rattle at least one sequence every hour, if not more. And my rattling sequence lasts about 30 seconds to a minute, and I'm very aggressive. I use a rattle bag. It's it's called a heavy horns rattle bag. HS makes it. Mm. But I don't use the antlers anymore. I use the rattle bag, but it's a big rattle bag. And I slam it against the trunk of the tree real hard to start my sequence. And I rattle very aggressive and very hard for, like I said, 30 seconds to a minute and pauses in between. And, you know, I don't know that technique is super important, but I try to, I just try to visualize in my mind two big bucks fighting. I've seen them do it many times. And, you know, there's some pauses in there and different things. And then when I'm done, I immediately will, will grunt a little bit. I might, give an estrus doe bleat and I might do one or two snort wheezes but that's what I do throughout the whole if I'm in the tree for three or four hours I will go through at least you know probably three to five sequences every time I'm in the tree stand. Now does that in fact pull those bigger bucks or is that kind of like the intermediate uh, medium-sized bucks if you will that come first to the rattling? Most of the deer that you'll rattle in are immature bucks. And the reason is, is because they're a bigger percentage of the herd. Big dominant bucks are the lowest percentage of the herd. But I rattled a deer in back in the 80s that was, at the time, would have been the number three Pope and Young in the world. Oh, wow. Rattled him in and, and killed him in the middle of the afternoon. So, you know, bottom line is, it works. I've rattled numerous deer that are four to six, seven years old, but the majority of the bucks you rattle in will be immature bucks, but you got to keep it going. All right, so we're hanging out talking all things whitetail hunting with Mr. Stan Potts. Now, you had mentioned decoying, and you're also a very firm believer uh, in using decoys. Do you use a buck decoy? Do you use ever use a doe decoy? And how do you set up your decoys and when? I use a buck decoy primarily all the time. The only time that I'll use a doe decoy is I will use a doe with my buck decoy and I usually take the legs and the antlers off of buck decoy and set it about 15, 20 feet out in front of my buck decoy like a buck tending a doe in the field and the doe's bedded down. We've all seen that. And I always set up my buck decoy with the wind blowing from the decoy to me and I always face the decoy quartering towards my position, not directly at the trunk of my tree, but quartering to it. And I always try to put it out there at 20 or 25 yards and give them room to get between the decoy and me, which puts them anywhere from 10 to 20 yards. Because normally a big mature buck that comes into a decoy, he will circle around towards the head end of the decoy. And if the decoy's turned in your direction, it makes all the difference in the world. And that's my setup, and I use a decoy same way I do with rattling. Late, 
pre-rut, all through the rut, and little early post-rut. Yeah. Now, you're hunting the same blind, we'll say, and you set out your decoys. At the end of the day, do you take them down and, and kind of hide them, or do you just leave them up? No, I always take them down, even if I'm going to get down for an hour or two and go grab something to eat and take a little bit of a break in the middle of the day, I will still take the decoy down. I'll just pull it off the stakes and stash it in the brush below the tree. You know, I never leave it out because if a buck comes by and you're not there, he'll, I've had them, bust them up. They'll knock them down, break them up. And so I always take them and I stash them in, in the edge of the timber by my tree. And when you do that, always make sure that you turn it with its back towards the field when you lay it down. That way that white belly's not showing in there. Just, you know, but I always take it down. I never, never leave it up when I'm not in the tree. Yes, sir. All right, so when you're hunting an area, in a, I mean, you're seeing lots of sign, you're seeing lots of good movement, all right? You have the wind in your favor and you're set up properly, like you're saying. How long will you hunt an area? Do you not want to pressure it too hard? Will you sit in a stand two or three days and then back off a couple days? What is your plan of attack? And do you have multiple areas in one location you like to hunt as to not pressure that one area too hard? Well, early season and late season. I don't put near the pressure on a tree stand location than I do during the rut. And... Because, you know, the deer behavior, everything's different during the rut than it is in early season or late season. I will go into that location in early season, and I'll primarily hunt afternoons, but I won't go in there day after day. I'll give it a break. And the same thing in the the late season, you're hunting the food source. I'll give it a break. During the rut, if I've got a good wind and a good spot, I'll hunt it. I've hunted the same tree for several days in a row. Because bucks are coming from every direction. There's bucks that, that, that are coming from other home core areas and it, and it doesn't matter. You, you don't really have the chance of burning that tree out during the rut. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with old Stan Potts. And of course, he's the host of Whitetail Explorer and co host of North American Whitetail TV. Coming up next is the Kansas Cat Man, Cat Daddy. That's right. And again, Mr. Stan, so sad. Got to get to a break to learn more about you. Read some articles, watch uh, some clips. Where can we find you online, buddy? Uh, my Facebook page and North America Whitetail's Facebook page, Whitetail Explorer. You know, I'm out there everywhere. And hey, before we go, great luck. It's time to get in a tree. I want everybody to shoot the biggest buck of their life. That's right. This has been brought to you by Cinch Jeans, the official clothing brand of the revolution with Jim and Trav. Hop online, check them out today. CinchJeans.com. And again, make sure you watch Whitetail Explorer Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That is Sportsman Channel. And Mr. Stan, he's also the co-host, North America Whitetail TV, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, boasting on a Sportsman Channel. And always go back and watch previous seasons and episodes with the My Outdoor TV app. Mr. Stan, you're so awesome. You're a legend. We love you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I really enjoyed it. Jim and Trevor talking all things guns and deer. As people who love the outdoors, we know what we stand for. We stand for fish, wildlife, and conserving places they call home. We stand for the traditions we inherited and that we must pass on. We stand for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. At Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, we stand together for you. 
Our species' relationship to wild food spans back to the beginning of time. It is our ancestral diet. I'm Steven Ranella. To me, hunting isn't only about the pursuit of an animal. It's about who we are and what we're made of. This is rough country, man. You definitely earn every step in it. I'm not giving up yet. I live to hunt and hunt to live. I am a meat eater. Meat Eater, Sunday at 9 Eastern on Sportsman. Chardonnay Finishing Sauce is one of the many tasty treats that awaits you at High Mountain Seasonings. Order your jerky and sausage kits, snack and sticks, marinades, rubs and shakers, and more by going to HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav as we chat guns and deer. Now, here's our good friend Cat Daddy, the Kansas Cat Man, brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaOutdoors.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back. You're just joining us. You miss a great interview with old Stan Potts. This guy knows a lot about deer hunting. But coming up next, we got the cat guy. That's right. Bunny's main squeeze. They're actually <laughs> expecting their fifth child together. Uh, this is Mr. Cat Daddy. He is the Kansas cat man and a master guide and angler there at Cat Daddy's Catfishing Adventures. Mr. Cat Daddy, how's it going, buddy? Brother, I'll tell you what. It's a going just as sweet as you can get it. <laughs> just sweet. Well, you, you uh, have a trip going out. And, uh, and you're going to go on the river, right? Yeah, we're going to head out to the big Kansas River in the morning, see if we can double up on some uh, flatheads, some big blues, and some good-eating channel cats. All right, so the official kickoff of fall was earlier this week. Now, does that actually have any bearing on your fishing tactics? Are you going to start kind of changing things up from your regular summer patterns to more like, let's say, a fall transition? Well, absolutely. And, you know, you know, boys, all this rain we've had is finally starting to dissipate a little bit. All the lakes are, you know, getting down. They're not quite the pool yet, but they're getting down there. And the river's, the river's holding fast for the last five days, and it dropped like five feet. So oh, wow. I'm fixing to go out and do me a little bit of exploration going on out there to find out what's new and what's not and what used to be there and ain't no more. Yeah, like boat docks and, uh, and ramps. Trees houses and now now, you know it wasn't just that we had like this big influx of water that lasted two or three weeks this has been an ongoing saga for like let's say three or four months does that kind of change the bottom contours of the body of water you're going to be fishing has it changed a lot of the structure well, like I said, I'm going to go out tomorrow on a search and destroy mission to find out what's, what used to be there and what isn't. And I tell you, high water like we've had, I've seen change the whole side of the river, push it clear to the other side. Oh, wow, really? You know, there'd be big sandbars on the right side for 10 years, and you get a rain like this is once in a million rain more all year, and it'll shove all that sand clear to the other side of the river. It's going to be a different day tomorrow, but we're going to find them. I guarantee that. Yeah. Now, uh, are you going to do a lot of charting uh, holes and so forth, or are you just going to go back to your old haunts and, and just try it? No, it's going to be a whole new game, man. We're going out there, and uh, we're chartering and plotting and everything else, searching and looking and marking down and see if we can do this and do that and see if there's all new trees that have been stuck up and jammed up in somewhere and 
See if anything's fell out of the bank like big trees, ripped the root wads out, and left big indentures. And man, we're just gonna go for the gusto tomorrow and see what we can whip up. Now, do you kind of traditionally start limb lining, log lines, bank holes, stuff like that? More of like a fall thing, or do you do it all year round? Well, I do it all year round, but man, it really gets good when it's the beginning of dove season. Oh, really? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And you know, I'd have been out there already, but boy. That daggone river, you know, it, it was so high, so high, it's hard to keep them lines in place. Even though you got two pounds, three pounds of lead on there, it still treats that leg like like it's a piece of paper floating. Yeah, no question for you. You mentioned about dove season. Once you breast those doves out, can you use the carcass then for bait? Well, you know, I've never ran a big hook through the head of one of them dove after you breast them out. Myself, I just like to pluck them out and leave the breasts on them. Jimbo likes to eat the dove eyeballs. Yes. He says it's like caviar. And and, and, the, and the pickled tongues. <laughs> That's right. He eats everything. Jimbo. Now, you were talking, once again, talk with uh, Mr. Cat Daddy. He's a master angler and guide there at Cat Daddy's Catfishing Adventures. Make sure you follow him on Facebook uh, to get current catfishing stats. Uh, and, and everything that's happened in the catfishing world. Uh, but Mr. Cat Daddy, you were talking about the fall feed bag. All right. When does the water temp, like what is that magical number as it starts to drop when they really start to pick up the bite, man? What What is that magical number? I'll tell you what, as soon as that gets down around 58, 60 degrees, man, them fish know it's time to start hunting and putting the feed sack on. Because it's getting nothing but a little chillier and a little chillier and cooling off and cooling off. When them leaves start falling into the waterways and when you're fishing out there and you got to shake your line to knock the leaves off, it's super time, super time, boy, because them fish know that. That's a lot of times when everything turns over right then and them fish... Man, they want to put that feed sack on as quick as they can then. Yeah, now that's really interesting you say 58 to 60 degrees because in the 50s is the magical number in the spring. Yeah, when it starts when to warm up. it's really cold out and it starts to warm up and that water gets like 50, now it's coming on and the fish are going to start biting good. Ain't that crazy? It's just the opposite early and just the opposite late. Yeah, now the thing is, uh, you're going to have to start wearing socks with those Teva sandals, aren't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, now Cat Daddy, frostbite toes. <laughs> how do you pronounce Teva? Teva. Teva, Teva. He's like, what are you talking about, Jimbo? It's Teva, Teva baby. They're Teva? <laughs> <laughs> it takes time to get that scent. <laughs> it's got to get that scent. All right, Mr. Cat Daddy, we're coming up to that magical time of year. We're not talking about football. We're not talking about Thanksgiving, Christmas. We're talking about getting out on the water with you, man. Do you have anything available? And if you do, where can we find you online? Oh, I tell you what, www.catdaddyguideservices.com. And I do have some openings. Come on, give me a holler, and we'll get you out on the water. See what we can find out there. Maybe the trophy of your lifetime. You bet. Hey, if you'd like to write old Cat Daddy, send him a photograph or uh, send it back to him once you've caught fish with him. Uh, send it to catdaddy underscore one at msn.com. That's right. Who we got coming up next, Jimbo? Hey, coming up next is old Eric Rice with Sticky Holsters. Yeah, he's the operations and sales manager for Sticky Holsters. Uh, but this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online and check them out. Test drive one today at uh, yamahamotorsports.com. Again, we were talking with Mr. Cat Daddy. And make sure you follow him on Facebook at Cat Daddy's Catfishing Adventures. Mr. Cat Daddy, we love you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Just punching in, boys. It's called the revolution. One time only. 
The Revolution with Jim and Trav is powered by our amazing listeners and sponsors. Are you sure this is a good idea? We're proud to partner with Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, standing together for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. Visit them at cabelas.com and basspro.com. Stay tuned. The Revolution will continue after these important messages. Attention outdoor adventure enthusiasts, introducing the world's most off-road capable four-seat side-by-side, the 2019 Yamaha Wolverine X4. It's packed with features to help you turn your dreams of adventure into reality with Yamaha-proven off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. Visit YamahaOutdoors.com to learn more about the 2019 Yamaha Wolverine X4 and realize your adventure. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Meryl Schindler, Richie James, CEO of Hemp Life. I've been using CBD regularly for about a year and a half now. I started using it when I was diagnosed with a very rare disease, and the only thing that offered me any relief at all was CBD. Tell me about your CBD oil. We are a wellness company. Hemp Life is a wellness-based company. Most of my adult life has been spent in fitness and wellness and helping people feel better, look better, perform better. CBD is an incredible wellness-type product. Today, our company, we receive back so many testimonies from people, and every day there's a new one coming across. Hemp Life, where can I find your products? So you're going to go to www.hemplife.net. Hemp Life. Fantastic. Richie James, CEO of Hemp Life. You guys are changing our lives. You're changing our world. And so is CBD. The revolution with Jim and Trav is back. Don't forget to check out JimandTrav.com and drop us some feedback. Today we're talking guns and deer. Now, here's Mr. Eric Rice, Operations and Sales Manager for Sticky Holsters. Brought to you by Sticky Holsters, the brand that fits your lifestyle. See them online at StickyHolsters.com. Here's Jim and Trev. Hey, we're back. We're talking guns and deer on this week's show. Before the break, we had old Cat Daddy on. Tell us how great the fishing is going to be on the river this week. That's right. Just now being joined by Mr. Eric Rice. He is our favorite Eric in the entire world. We like him more than Eric Poole. He is the operations and sales manager for Sticky Holsters. Mr. Eric, how's it going, buddy? Excellent. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Now, you know, when we were talking last year about this time, uh, you had just been to Sturgis. Did you guys go back this year? Uh, we did go back. I did not personally go, but we went as a company, and we were in a little bit different location this year. Last year, we were at the Buffalo Chip. This year, we were downtown right near the Sturgis Guns new location and the Lucas Oil oil change station. So we had a lot of good customers, a lot of good traffic flow, and Sturgis is always a good time. See, Eric doesn't want to say because it it's kind of hush-hush. He was at Quantico. It's probably the gas station Quantico, or maybe that's Conoco. I don't know. Uh, now we get—I thought that's what he meant. <laughs> it's close enough. You could get fuel and Twinkies and possibly some ammunition. Um, now we get a lot of people writing in and on social media and stuff, Mister Eric. And obviously, you have uh, an extensive background in firearms and everything you do there with sticky holsters. But people are always wanting shooting tips, and probably the number one thing people always ask about is how hard do I grip my firearm when I shoot? What do we do? That is a deeply philosophical question. There are a lot of different schools of thought on that. It also depends, for me, the type of shooting. Are you doing one-handed bullseye shooting, or are you doing the traditional two-handed shooting? 
Are you shooting weaver or are you shooting isosceles? So a lot of the different stances will help play into how hard you grip the gun. And you can ask 10 different firearms instructors and you'll probably get 10 different answers on how hard to grip the gun. Uh, there's been the 60-40 theory. Uh, there's the push-pull theory. And to be honest with you, I don't ever put a number on it. For me, it's grip the gun as firmly as you need to grip the gun to control it and help manage the recoil on it. If you're over-gripping the gun and you're new at shooting, sometimes over-gripping can affect your trigger press or trigger squeeze on the gun. Plus, you don't want to over-tire your hands. If you're not accustomed to shooting a lot, your forearms, your wrists, and your hand muscles can all fatigue over time. So what I tell people is get a strong enough grip on the gun that you can manage it and control it without affecting how your index finger is actually pulling the trigger. All right, Mr. Eric Rice, he's the operations and sales manager there at Sticky Holsters. Hop on again, stickyholsters.com, and check them out. Now, when it comes to carrying, and that's one thing is so phenomenal about Sticky Holsters, is how universal your holsters are. Do you think that people should practice carrying in different positions? Let's say, you know, appendix is their favorite way. Well, in certain situations, and if you're going to be sitting down a lot, appendix, if you have a beer belly like me, isn't that comfortable. Should we practice carrying in different positions? So when that time does come and, you know, we got to carry in the small of our back or wherever, we can do that and we feel comfortable doing that? Absolutely. I think that you can never go wrong with, deliberate and purposeful training. Carrying in different positions, definitely you should practice often and a lot because the first time doing something, you don't want it to be when your life is on the line. You bet. Hey, that was Eric Rice, and of course, he's the operation and sales manager for Sticky Holsters, and he says, if it's a choice between you and them, send flowers. Now, Mr. Eric, to learn more about Sticky Holsters, everything, obviously, we barely touched the tip of the iceberg and the products that you carry, but to learn more about you and your awesome American-made products that we just love so much, where can we find you online, buddy? StickyHolsters.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and we have a YouTube channel as well. All right. This has been brought to you by Sticky Holsters, the brand that fits your lifestyle. Hop online, check them out. Stickyholsters.com. Got to get to a break. Mr. Eric, you're so awesome. God bless you. We love you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. As always, guys, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Now let's introduce a new concept. JimandTrav.com. Log on now. Thanks for providing us all your valuable feedback. It helps us fine-tune the show. Stick around. The revolution will continue next. Welcome to Eva Shockey's World. As a wife, mother, hunter, author, and social media superstar, (laughs) her life is one big balancing act. (laughs) This is our brand new show all about our little family. We love the outdoors. We love taking adventures. Things get a little bit crazy, but we sure have a lot of fun together. My Outdoor Family. Series premiere Monday, November 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on Outdoor Channel. Piggy Holsters is an American company that specializes in developing and producing concealment holsters and other everyday carry products. All of our products are made right here in the USA and come with a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Our holsters are designed for inside the waistband or pocket carry. There are no bulky, uncomfortable clips, hooks, or straps. 
They use our proprietary sticky material to securely hold in place. Carry confidently in comfort. Sticky Holsters, the brand that fits your lifestyle. The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim. With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits. Safari hats and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bob. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak. I do have new shorts. <laughs> well, I got Hollywood legs. I, I like to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I record. Do you know that I have barbecue sauce on my knuckle? Yeah, I did lick it off. So once again, we salute you, oh grandpappy of the outdoors. Mr. Jim. I don't know if it was from yesterday or last week. It's the grandpappy of the outdoors. It has finally come to an end. That's all? This is unacceptable. I'm afraid the revolution with Jim and Trav comes to a close this week. Goodbye. But don't forget to drop us some feedback and stay in touch with the show at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week. Talking about guns and deer. Of course, we had old uh, Eric Poole with the Guns and Ammo. Also, uh, Stan Potts. Yeah, Whitetail Explorer, North American Whitetail TV. Mr. Cat Daddy and Eric Rice with Sticky Holsters. And the best part, Bunny, you are only here for a short bit. <laughs> Very short, boys. <laughs> That's right. Hey, we'd like to thank all of our affiliate stations or advertisers and everyone that makes this show possible, like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, and all the people here at The Revolution. That's right. And earlier this week was the official kickoff. Fall. 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 You could have been more excited. I know. We got got decor out. (laughs) We got camo hanging everywhere. But this is a great time to get kiddos out. The mosquitoes aren't so bad. Do some plinking in the backyard. Go fishing. Just recreate outdoors as a family. And as always, hammer home firearm safety. Mrs. Bunny, last word. JimandTrav.com. Go there. Listen. Have fun. That's right. Be smarter, Jimbo. Yeah, and also, just remember, all over the country, youth seasons are starting up. And make sure they have. Uh, their their hunter's education certification certification God bless I'm not good at that uh, and we, we gotta get to a break show's coming to an end thank goodness <laughs> alright we will return next week thank you boys and girls so much for listening we love you peace out God bless America you are the absolute best we adore you Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. It's staff and management.